Hey guys, welcome to Be The Karen. My name is Ashlyn. And I'm Liz, how are you guys? How are you guys? I'm doing really good. And as we say every week, this is Be The Karen. This is a safe space for black women to laugh, talk, cry about anything we wanna talk about in a safe space with no judgment. So Karen, if you got an issue with it, go ahead and beat it, right? Right, this is not for you, Karen. If you're offended, then hey, sorry. So sorry, but not really. <laughs> so, Ashlyn, how are you today? You know, I've been doing really good, you know, as usual. It's always some drama with me. I'm just, you know, dramatic as usual. But um, I've been doing pretty good. What you been got going on? You know, I've just been, you know, trying to get be as cute as I can in this quarantine. I've been doing my hair, been doing little Instagram, you know, boomerang. Just, been, you know, make myself as cute as possible because... <laughs> Wait, I, I forgot to tell y'all the most important part. Wait, yes, I did have something big happen this weekend. I got my first lace front wig, bitch. I am a bad yes, bitch you now. Y'all gonna have to stop talking to me different now. Start talking to me different. Talk to her nice, okay? I'm about to be an Instagram model if y'all keep fucking with me now with this wig. I mean, she is really elevating the bad bitch status. Like, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this journey. I will be the first one to endorse your Fashion Nova career. We ready? We out here. Yes. Fucking friend, my Fashion Nova career. You know, I could even like sponsor pretty little things. Just like, you know, just. Oh, yes. Boo hoo, here you come. Who here I motherfucking mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, guys, as always, every episode, we love our Black-owned businesses because we love our Black people. So, Liz, tell us who we shouting out today. So, today, we are shouting out Cashmere8 on Instagram. So, that's K-A-S-H-M-I-R-V-I-I-I. Um, and you guys have probably, you probably don't know the name, but you've probably seen her a lot. She's been in a bunch of magazines. Her stuff has been on Insecure. And I first found her on Instagram years ago. And she would do like um, these paintings of all of our favorite shows. So Martin, Girlfriends, just everything Black, Fresh Prince, di A Different World. And um, I just love how her art is like, she, she just really embodies it without it with this still being different in her creativity and now she's elevated to making masks and cups um all types of different things so she is so bomb and she's actually from cleveland so shout out to her okay ohio ohio native so yeah check her out it's k-a-s-h-m-i-r-v-i-i-i -I -I on instagram and i think she's on twitter too all righty okay so now, you know what the big thing has been about all week, well, the last few days, mm -hmm. is Miss Nicki Minaj is having her first little baby. Yes, she is 37 years old, and she just went to Instagram with all these, you know, just very young Nicki, you know, her colorful wig outfits and everything to announce her picture and then announce her um, pregnancy. And I'm just so happy for her right now. Me too. I think quarantine, the one thing that's come out of it are these beautiful Black women, you know, creating more life. Like we saw Sierra, we saw Tiana, and now Nikki, who, if you are a Nikki fan, you know that this has been a dream of hers for years. You know, she's always talked about she wants to be a housewife and have her husband and her babies, and now she's getting it, and I'm so happy for her. 
And I'm really happy that she's, you know, doing it at a time in her life where she can really, she knows she can take care of herself and her baby. And she's had this amazing career. And now that she's in her late thirties is now ready and prepared to settle down. So it's so beautiful. I wonder if um, she's going to do another album or anything, or if she's going to be like, you know, Queen was my last album. I'm about to be a mommy. I'm going to be a mommy mode. And you can't blame her either way. Like, she's had mm-hmm. this awesome career. We have yeah. so many female rappers that are out now, and that would not have happened without her, because for 10 years, it was just Nicki. So mm-hmm. she has made her legacy, and then she decides not to do music anymore. I can completely understand that, and she just wants to have as many kids as she can have right now. Gone, girl go like i i agree with you i think if she stopped right now she has definitely made her you know stamp in this industry she can come back if she wants to i can definitely see her moving into not pushing out music all the time um and you know she's at a place that she doesn't have to and she can sit down and just be happy so I think that's a good, you know, not everybody, I don't want to, because I don't want to say prototype, because not everybody can have the luxury of waiting until their career pops off and all of that to have kids. That is exactly how I want to do it, because I know me, when I become a mom, if I become a mom, I want to be able to give my kids everything, and if that means needed attention, more attention, I want to be able to do that, but I still want my career to take off and pop off, and I want to be shit in my career first. So the way she did it, she had her career. She had relationships. They didn't work out. She mm-hmm. still had that career going, and now she's having that baby. And I feel like it's always better because the best advice I got about having kids was do everything you want to do first, then have a kid. And I think yep. she did that. I agree because you don't, one thing you don't want to do is resent your child and be like, if I didn't have you, then blah, blah, blah. And I've always said that about motherhood. And that's why I'm like, if it's going to be at a later part of my life, I'm fine with that. I just want to make sure that I've done everything that I've wanted to do. And this baby, I've made it, you know, I'm, I'm ready to be a mother that I'm physically meant to prepare for it. So I love the women who, you know, they had the careers and then in later in life, they decide that they want to have babies. I'm like, yes, girl, like, don't, you know, live out your 20s and have fun. And what you can still do if you have kids, but, you know, just a little easier when you don't. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely want to wait until my, I don't want to have children anytime in my 30s. Like, my birthday is in how many days? It's in five days. Five days, yes. Seven, I'll be 27, oh my gosh. So um, I'm planning on not having any kids for the next three years minimum. I'm, I don't think I'm going to have any kids in my fucking 20s. I ain't got a man right now anyway, so that's pretty good. But um, yeah, I think the 30s are definitely my time to shine as mom. Yeah, I want to be as selfish as I can for the next three years, jump up into 30, 31, you know, then I'll be ready. But my cutoff is definitely 35. Like I, anything after that, I'm like, all right, I might give me a puppy or something. So. <laughs> Girl, 35. Yeah, 35. No, people are having them in their 40s and everything now. I think my mom did. She my did? Mom, yeah, she had my little brother in her 40, when she was 40. So it's definitely possible. And she had me at 33. So like, she did it later in life too. So who knows? Yeah, that's true dang i did not know that i've had me at 24 but um 
I think that she still did a good job, like someone who would have been older, just because she had so much support. She had two grandparents, my great grandmother, my aunts were older. So she was taught by the older women how to take care of me and everything. Because my mom, honestly, was strict as hell, way stricter than some of my parents who, my friends' parents who did have them um, older. And I think my mom said that her having me helped her become more motivated and everything. Because my mom and my dad and my dad's twin and my mom's best friend, they were just partiers. And my mom said, as soon as I popped up into the scene, that's when she started taking like life more seriously. So I think sometimes it could be, it, it can just really be, it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. I have heard that I think at any age motherhood just does change who you are and just what what you're used to and your routine because you are now living for that person and um you know like my like my um sisters they've had kids in their 20s and I've just seen how they've just calmed down since since then so it definitely does calm you down I'm just not sure I'm ready to calm down right now. Honestly. I'm, I'm ready to still do it. I feel like I'm just getting started. Right. You hear me? I was like, I'm still ready to do hood rat shit with my friends. Like, I am not trying to be taking care of nobody's no kid right now. So I think mm-hmm. for me, because financial stability is number one for me for my children, I believe my kids deserve a luxurious life because black kids can be rich too. So right now I would wouldn't dare give um have kids if I couldn't give them that life that I want to give to my kids too and you know we ain't messing with no broke niggas out here so um my husband's gonna be successful too so I want that successful two-parent black family home and I just know in my 20s not only am I not even though I find myself mature I'm not mature enough for it right now and I don't want to be I want to still be selfish and so I'm cool with that Exactly. It's about the want because I think, you know, there there are so many, like if I got, if I had a baby right now on paper, yes, I could, I could do it. You know, I have my own, I have my own apartment, I have my own car, you know, I have a career, I have all these things going on. So it's like, it does look like, like I could do it, but I mean, you have to be mentally ready. I would, if I got pregnant right now, I'm like, I didn't even get to, you know, go to Jamaica, I didn't get to like, you know, go to, you know, I would just be thinking about things I don't get to do, which you, like, you can do it with kids. It's just going to be a lot harder when you try to do it. So I just don't want to have any regrets when I'm ready to be a mom. I want to just be able to tell my kids like all the cool stuff that their mom did and is still doing, you know, when I'm older, yeah. I'm really comfortable with myself. I want to allow my kids into my life. I don't want them to be a mouth to feed. I want them to be an addition Mm -hmm. to my life. And I feel like when you have kids before you're ready and you're not, you're never going to be ready, but I'll definitely be more ready now. I'm more ready now. Like I could have a kid now too, but at 21, we damn sure could not have no damn kids at 21. But, um, just having a oh we I just just a thought of us having kids right now. Could you imagine? Girl, I can't. I can't. I mean, there's days I have to tell myself, go cook you something. I mean, I I can't, I need to treat myself like a little baby sometimes. Like, so I can't imagine trying to have a baby as well with everything that's been happening. Like, I salute all of you parents because everything that I see in the news just gives me so much anxiety. And just to think about kids in it too because they're feeling it all too so i respect and prayers and love 
Yeah. So another thing about having kids older, um, they say that um, your support system could dwindle because everybody's kind of chilling out. Don't nobody want to be taking care of babies in the 40s and 50s. But I think you still mentally you're more patient when you're older. You have more life experience. I just think I will be a better parent when I've like made all mistakes, you know, done a couple financial ventures, maybe fell at something, fell at another relationship or something. I want to just fuck up before I have all these had these kids. Yes, and I think that is the most responsible way and we look and it look, gets looked down upon like there's a lot of women um like even when Nikki people were saying like how she gonna wait till 37 she has had a career for like 12 years she's had she's been a star like she has done all this in front of you know the public eye so I just think I think you should definitely be able to make mistakes and be able to have that without having a child because you are going to make a lot of those mistakes in your 20s and also just on a you know relationship standpoint I want to be very secure in my relationship you know before I have kids and I think that's really hard when you're trying to grow yourself it's very hard to be to make sure that you know we can be together in a unit and we can also have kids I think that's very hard yeah and I want to send a special shout out to all the pregnant Black moms right now, I know it is a hard time. We're seeing a lot of, you know, Black women die three times more than white women. And I just want to send a shout out and a prayer to you guys because I love nothing more than beautiful Black babies. And I know it's really hard, but, you know, keep on loving those beautiful babies. And you know what I want most for Black women, especially who are pregnant, are partners, like you said, that are really secure. And I would like a partner when I'm pregnant. If I don't want to work while I'm having this baby, I ain't trying to. Um, I want, I think all Black women deserve a man that's going to dote on her, love on her, and just shower her with kisses and all that affection, because that is exactly what you deserve by the person that you're giving your entire body to, to birth his child. Like that, you have to be some type of man for me to risk <laughs> that type of death to have your motherfucking child. And you act a fool, uh-uh, that's how I know. Yes. That's how I know a lot of women have been in jail, because like, I could imagine going through birth and everything and you not to help me with that kid. Nigga, please. Yeah, I could I couldn't do it. We have to be that has to be my partner. We have to decide that we are going to really be committed to this. And yeah, that's how crimes of passion happen every day. Cause you're already a postpartum and the man is acting like shit. Like, mm mm. Yeah, and postpartum is another thing. I think a lot of people break up. Like, this guy told me he was with his girl for 13 years. As soon as she had the baby, they broke up or whatever. And mm -hmm. from what he was telling me, I was like, dude, it sounds like she just had postpartum depression. And he's like, oh, I just couldn't deal with it. I'm like, she really birthed your child. She loaned her body for nine, 10 months to have your fucking child and you couldn't hold on for her while she was going through that to get her body and mind back together. Like uh, that's why, I mean, I guess, well, I guess she thought that he would be. So I guess you never know. I guess you never know. It's a risk no matter what. And a lot of people, a lot of women say that, like you don't know who a man is so you have a child with them because it, I mean, that is such a body, like, just everything that you are going through, just the moment you figure out you're pregnant, your body does not belong to you anymore, even after yep. you have that baby. Then you have the baby, the life, your life no longer belongs to you, but you can't handle me at a low point. So then you have to deal with that aspect of it too. So oh, women, we go through, we go through a oh, lot. Too 
much. Okay. <laughs> Um, if y'all remember last week, we talked about entang the entanglement between August Alcina and Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, whatever is going on over there. Um, so we've had that discussion and now Mr. Alcina is just, you know, taking a page of the petty handbook. He's such a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> and he's made a song titled Dun Dun Dun, Dun Entanglement. Okay. That's the shocker because we didn't see that coming. Not at all. Oh my gosh. I really thought he was going to call it anything else but entanglements. Uh, <laughs> so it features Rick Ross and I haven't really heard it, but I've heard like some clips of it where he's basically going in on the Smiths now and making it seem like they were sneaking around, even though he said that they were separated. They said they were separated. So it's just a hot mess, and I just want to chat about that a little bit. Well, first and foremost, I've always just not liked August Alcina. I think he a bitch-ass nigga. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think he a bitch-ass nigga. How he was coming at my baby Kiki, bitch-ass nigga move. The way how he always has a fucked-up attitude, bitch-ass nigga move. And so... This is what I hate about music right now is that I feel like people use less of their talent and more of these publicity stunts to get mm -hmm. their albums out because he did, he, of course, he waited until he had an album coming out to tell about this entanglement situation. I don't got no respect for him and I ain't gonna listen to that bullshit. I'm not gonna listen to his album. He a petty ass and again, he's stupid. That's that on that. And I and I do see where you're coming from. And I honestly would not be surprised if the Smiths weren't in on it too. Like I just feel like at this point, they all was just trying to maybe, you know, put his name out there and get him a little more exposure. I wouldn't honestly I wouldn't. At first I was like, okay, this was an accident and stuff. But now it's like, okay, you get the word. Now now Jada says that, then you try and get this song on it. Like this has been like weeks of a hot mess. And I just think they all need to get the peace. I hope all, I hope this hasn't opened up like, you know, trauma for August. I hope he's doing okay mentally, but he just, I mean, he, it just, it's getting like sad. Oh, he's like, too he's old and it's sad. Like he's becoming a has-been during his comeback. Stop. That's I don't care. I know I'm being mad. That is a word. <laughs> He is just bothering me so much with this. And I know, like, Jada ain't no, uh, she's not innocent in the situation. We have definitely defined that. But cool the fuck out. She ain't want your ass. Go to someone else. You are a nice looking man. Just calm down, nigga. Oh, I ain't got time for it, Liz. She did. I know you don't, but she did a number on him. Like, he has not had sex since her. He ain't had sex in three years. Remember, they said that he, um, broke a girl's cervix when he was having sex with her like yes yeah he wouldn't um give head oh he i don't know fuck him anyway that's i know that's like the end of it of course i guess he said he'll never do it with just anybody which i'm like okay whatever but i remember well, why would you have sex with just anybody but then not not give them oral sex like that's the thing that makes no sense to me if i ran into men I've ran into men like that, though. Like, I've never had sex with them because that's a big... If you don't do that, we, we have nothing to talk about. But they've been... They would want to have sex, but they don't, they don't um, you know, give oral sex. But, of course, they want it. They want to receive it, but they don't want to give it. Yeah, that's stupid. And that. But, yeah, DJ Khaled said the same thing. I'm like, mm, 
if her her wife ain't about to uh, fumble the bag with all that money he making, so I get it. But yeah, I'll go get it from somebody else. All that money, girl. He probably is <laughs> anyway. Uh huh. Like you got to. That's what I want. Like I want my marriage. I want a sex and everything, but I just want us to have a healthy sex life without no damn entanglement and everything. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't so, over the entanglement. While we're talking about entanglement, let's talk about some stranglements. <laughs> I just like to rhyme. And I don't even know if it has anything to do with the strangle, but it just had to do with killing. So um, Nia Long and Omar Epps starred in a movie that came out on Netflix this weekend called Fatal Affair. And um, Liz, tell me how you felt about it. I just like to see two iconic black 90s actors to a movie again but i've been getting like conflicting stories and i have not watched it yet well um i might not be the best source because i have not finished it (laughs) (laughs) so like everybody else i'm like all right neil long omar this is a no-brainer i'm i'm of course gonna support them i grew up on them i love them Mm -hmm. long and omar are just beautiful to see and then you have David from Be Mary Jane. Don't know his real name, but the light skinned one. Yes, the light skinned one from Be Mary Jane. So these beautiful actors, but I mean, the plot was just so old. It reminded me of Obsessed, Fatal Attraction, Perfect Guy, like all the all of these movies that we've seen and we see. I feel like comes out every other year. Um, I just I couldn't finish it. I knew the ending before it began, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm tired of all those the same black movies where you know he's gonna die at the end, just from the beginning, where you meet someone and someone's obsessed and boo boo boo, they die at the end. Like we have seen, we've had like five, six of these in a row. We've done it. Let's just say we did it. Y'all scratched off that box. Kudos. Now let's move on to the next because there's way more stories out here than that. I bet you. Oh, did you see um in Africa? They have a movie called Entanglement out already, quick as fuck. You know, them African movies are a treat. I ain't even gonna lie. They are entertain. Y'all want entertainment? <laughs> Go find you. <laughs> All of these Nigerian movies. Oh, I, I had a roommate um, in college, and she's from Ghana, and she hit me to them. And I mean, it's entertainment. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. So I think Entanglement is probably pretty good. But I am just so tired of seeing our Black legends. I want to see more from them. And we do, they do do other things like shows and stuff. But I just want the content to be a little better for our Black films. Like, take us back to where you would see the same actors, but it would be a completely different movie. The Best Man and The Wood are not the same movie, you know? Right. Um, I love how Lakeith Stanfield is a different, a complete, complete, complete different person in every Mm -hmm. single movie. He has not played the same type of person yet, twice, ever. I love him. But then what I love so much about Issa Rae is the fact that she just tells stories about Black people being regular as Black people. We don't have to be fucking superstars we don't have to be nothing we just two black girls living in california doing dumb ass shit just because we're insecure mm-hmm. that's it and i love stories like that and jordan peele's movies are phenomenal i love how he puts black people in these type of movies phenomenal yes and even lena waith like i do i do love the shy it's triggering right now but i love the shy i love everything that lena does um for the most part i think she makes beautiful art ava Duvernay, I love Queen Sugar. 
There's so much black art out there, definitely. Okay, but with Ava DuVernay, and I love her, I, I admire her. But you know, one black thing that I'm tired of right now, and it's, and I and it's just me, is I'm so tired of seeing black trauma all over the damn place. And mm. like like when they see us, I just couldn't watch it. Just and like Ava's stuff is so good, but I, I very seldomly watch it anymore because you know I used to watch every slave movie, every everything because mm -hmm. I feel like I could. But it's so much going on right now. That's why I'm like tired of black trauma just as much as I'm tired of that those fatal affair movies. Like I just want something. Yeah completely different from our people. Yeah, I want us to go back to just celebrating like regular life. Like I definitely want, want to see more of that. And I think Queen Sugar does that more um, with, with that series. But yeah, I couldn't watch When They See Us either. It was too much for me. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to relive all of the bad stuff that goes on. I do want to see us more doing just fun things. And I also don't want to see us having this same plot of oh I cheated on my husband now I have to pay for it and it just it, it just comes it just makes it a really bad narrative like I just want more and more you know how I feel about Tyler Perry movies we're not even because you know I'll, I'll this would be a whole new episode that's a whole other episode we could just break down all of the every Medea movie and be like this was problematic as fuck like there's like oh oh you know let's just end it on that one because you know so on a serious note we want to send out our love and prayers and well wishes to our girl Tamar Braxton um mm -hmm. we found out she was found unresponsive from what they said was an attempted suicide um, and right now she is responsive and then they're transferring her to another facility. I don't know what the facility is, if it's a mental facility or another hospital, but we just want to say, you know, if you're feeling bad or anything like that, please reach out to someone because the world is so much better with you in it than you without it. Um, and we just want to send out well wishes to her too. Absolutely. Um, like Ashlyn said, it's, it's very important to just talk to someone as much as you can. There are a lot of free resources out there. There, are, there is um, a suicide helpline that you can definitely talk to if you are feeling um, just in despair. Just talk to someone as much as you can and reach out. Um, and one thing that I noticed when the whole Tamar Braxton thing happened was a lot of people um, did reach out. I saw a lot of tweets from like Viola Davis, um, Amanda Seals that were just sending prayers and light to her because it's just been such a dark time, especially, I mean, in life, but just in Hollywood too, we've just been seeing a lot with like the recent death of Naya Rivera and like so many different things that are happening. So it was great to see that the celebrities were rallying together. Mm -hmm. um, one of Tamar's personal friends um, is actually Real Housewives of Atlanta star Nene Leakes. And she posted something that I found really interesting. Um, so she, it's a side-by-side -side picture of her and Tamar on Instagram. And she captioned it and said, when you are a strong person, you manage stress differently. People tend to judge the outside strength on the inside abilities to cope. A lot of strong people cry in the dark and hurt alone. I talked to Tamar often, spoke to her yesterday and tried to pull her through this moment. Spoke to her and David today. David is her boyfriend, uh, Tamar's boyfriend. Um, I say that to say this, check on your strong friends. Try not to judge so much. I know that there are people being treated wrong for real, and it's really painful. I know Tamar is going to get through this, but please pray for her strength. That was beautiful um, of Nini. I didn't know that they were so close as friends, but 
No, I, I understand completely with the check on the strong friends because I feel like I am that strong friend too. But I don't I don't see Tamar as a strong friend at all. I actually see her very sensitive and a little fragile. I think she maybe I don't know. I just don't see her as a strong friend at all. I see her as a person who would need the strong friend. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I just I could just from it seems like everything triggers her on social media or something i just think that she's very sensitive so while i was shocked that she you know allegedly attempted the suicide i kind of wasn't surprised mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people were um who did say you know check on your strong friend is because of her personality like we know tamar to have this boisterous personality and she is just so you know full full of like look at me look at me energy um which is which is who she is and that's great and that's what makes her a star and Nini's the same way where it's just like you don't see a lot of people don't see women like that as vulnerable as sad and then um you know as sensitive and she and Tamar is all of that if you listen to how she talks about things and um how she is she is a very sensitive person and also I think because before all this happened she was she was just on social media and people for some reason think just because you're on social media that you're not going through anything so it's that element too but um i i think that that it is important either way and whether you think they're strong i think just in general you should just check on your friends, on your friends. Good. like if you haven't talked to your friends since the pandemic started that that might be an issue like you might need to like you know just text them and just say hey you never know what what a text from your friend or a call, you know, can make. Yeah, I think that, and I understand that people, you know, people lose touch because they're busy and everything, but I think quarantine has made me realize how important it is and how easy it is just to check up on somebody and say, hey, are you okay? How you doing? Do you need anything? And then that can be that, like, um, it is so important to check in with yourself and check in with your friends. And um, I just wish Tamar all the best and I hope she's better. Um, so I've been in therapy for the last year and it's so crazy because something had happened last year that it hurt me really bad and I kind of mm -hmm. spiraled out of control and my mom who was like my damn therapist that I don't pay is she <laughs> uh, called around she made me take pictures of my um uh what is it my um insurance card because she lives in Ohio and I'm here in Chicago and she found me a therapist that same day and it's a black woman, which if you are a black woman, I'm telling you, no one can speak life into you like another black woman. Like I'm telling you, she, I don't know what I would do without my therapist at all. And through this year with her, she has taught me to take it easy on myself because I'm my worst critic, to express myself more. And if I'm, the worst thing that I had to learn is I'm feeling hurt. I try not to feel it at all. Like I try to busy myself out and and or just do something else or not even think about it go to sleep before i think about it and i the only way to get through shit is to walk through the shit so i'm so thankful therapy was the number one best thing that ever happened to me and that's the best thing my mom could have done for me was to care so much about my mental health when i i didn't i didn't care about myself i cared about myself at that moment but i didn't take the initiative to get therapy like she did for me Yes, and I just think, like, just seeing you since from when you started therapy till now, like, just seeing the glow in you and just seeing how you're just so open now, like, for years, like, I, I do think you have been, like, the strong friend, but you be like, girl, no, like, I am, like, 
you know, I'm feeling this right. You're so, I think you are just so more aware of yourself and just so more confident in yourself at what you always were. But it's just, it's just so, there's like this new glow to you now that you're in therapy. I never told you that, but I'm gonna tell you that now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry on this show. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love no, you. you know what I love about you through the years is that you have definitely become more into yourself and you have spoke, you speak up for yourself now and you are so confident because you know, you wasn't always the most confident person mm-hmm. and all of us when we're younger, we all have insecurities and stuff. Even me, I'm a very confident person and, we, and I, I'm so insecure too sometimes. But Liz, you know you're beautiful now. You always have been. Oh. You know you are worth it. You always have been. And oh. I just like, just love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that was not easy. Like that, that took, I mean, years to unlearn that you are not, you know, you have to accept X, Y, and Z because men or whoever only accepts, you know, this of you and all of that. So it, it took a lot of unlearning that I am, I'm the prize, I'm enough. And I'm just so, I credit journaling actually, um, because I have always been a writer. I've always been a really um, strong writer and that's always been my way to express myself. Um, and through that, I've realized, like, when I read it back, I'm like, wow, this is how I think of myself. Like, I when I when I say the thing, when I write the things, I'm like, really? So now I've just been more just speaking life into myself. And um, also meditation has helped. But I mean, you have, to, I think it's so important. And that's why my blog is so much about self love, because if you don't like you, you will always, you will always attract people, whether it's friends, relationships, jobs, you will always accept, you know, less, and you will always find less if you do not love and stand up for yourself. It's so important. What else besides journaling and therapy for both of us have you used to deal with stress and anxiety? Oh, a couple things. <laughs> um, so I, I'll go with like It'll be in and out, healthy, not healthy. I am a huge wine drinker. I'm an avid wine drinker, y'all. I can't, Ashley knows I can't drink the hard stuff, but I can't. No, she <laughs> cannot drink the hard stuff all right. at all. And I'm not embarrassed you and say why you cannot, but just to know, you cannot keep on. But I, but I can guzzle me some wine, y'all. So um, I, I, I drink a lot of wine. Um, meditation has definitely helped. I started doing that really heavy this year. Um, a lot of a lot of that has been. Um, there's an app called Calm that I've used. Um, so that's C A L M, and then also YouTube has a bunch of like free ones. Um, that you can do and I do that in the morning and I try to do it at night too um also just watching watching older shows has been really therapeutic during quarantine not sure why but I've been going back on like love and hip-hop and like all the ratchet shows out there yes me too (laughs) (laughs) um and also going for walks and just getting out as much as I can and just trying to look cute and take cute pictures too. I do. Um, so Ashlyn, what are some things that you do to like really help cope? So y'all, Liz is the wine drinker, but I am the weed smoker. Okay. I am yes, <laughs> positivo. Okay. I love me. 
I indulge, but she she the aficionado. Okay, it's, it's, it's legal in Illinois, y'all. So if anybody's listening to this, it is legal here. So okay, so it really does help me just calm down, chill out, and I don't like to do it with too many people. I like to just chill, be in my house, and um, so I like to smoke weed and watch like love and hip hop and stuff, and and just like decompress. But I also follow like therapy for Black girls on um, Instagram and pages like that that do these little quotes like you are enough and take some time for yourself and they mm-hmm. even give you these tips for self-care to do for yourself um I love to do like facial masks on myself and yes. the thing that I really do love especially with quarantine especially when you know black people are going through so much I love to watch black families on YouTube and Instagram, like the Pabst family, little girl. I just love seeing black families just so happy. So now I think I'm seeking out black joy the most for my therapy now with everything going on. So I think that's the number one thing that I do now. Oh guys, that was um, episode three of Beat It Karen. I'm Liz. I'm Ashlyn. And make sure you guys follow us at Beat It Karen on Instagram and Twitter. And we are also available. Um, all of our episodes are available on SoundCloud and Spotify. Yay. Well, see you next week. Bye. Bye.